You know, if there's one group that has been failed en masse in the province of Ontario, there's no question. It's been those uh, families struggling to cope with autism. And there simply has not been any support. And one area that has been helping some kids are service animals. Except a lot of the school boards, they don't want these animals brought into their kids' schools. And if you've ever been around an autistic child who has one of these support dogs, it's pretty magical to not just see the connection, but to see that animal kind of jump into action without even the child knowing it to make sure that child's taken care of. It's a really magical bond that's created. But some of the school boards just say, yeah, no. And that's what happened to Jack Baldwin. Jack goes to a Catholic school in Waterloo, and he needs a service dog to ease the stress and help him cope. But the board has denied him access, not just to the dog being at school, but they won't even let the dog be part of a school pickup or drop-off. And so what will happen to a child like Jack? They fall further and further behind. Their, their learning's disrupted. And it's not the first family that this has happened to. Well, last week, the Ford government introduced Bill 48, which would amend the Education Act, which would, in fact, allow for service animals to be used in classrooms. And for a boy like Jack, it's a game changer. Let's bring in Jack's mom, Donna, ba- Donna Baldwin, to the conversation. She joins us now. And we'll also bring in Amy Fee, who is the MPP, the Conservative MPP for Kitchener South Hesler the parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Children, Community and Social Services. But more to the point, Amy is mother to Kenner Fee, who also went through this experience with their service dog that they tried to get into the school and couldn't. Hi, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, welcome, Alex. Donna, let me start with you. Um, Explain to me what it is about Jack and that connection with that dog. How does that help him and why won't the board let him in? Well, um, Jack has had his dog since uh, February of 2016. Um, and we should be respect. So what's the, what's the dog's name? His name is Jensen. Jensen, he's okay. A standard poodle. Okay. Yeah, he's a standard poodle. Um, so he's had him for almost three years now. Uh, we first experienced um, with Jack uh, the way that Jensen would help him was a calming um, to help him with focus, to help him with calming, to remain grounded. Not that he was bolting, but to remain grounded as in attention um, to stay where he was supposed to be staying, um, and. A huge anxiety relief with Jensen around. And so so going into the school would help him Mm -hmm. cope. And so what was it that the school board, was there a period of time when he was allowed to be in the school with your son and everything was fine? Or was this like a result of one parent complaint? Were there complaints or issues? Well, it started, uh, as I said, we got Jensen for my son in uh, February of 2016. Um, Jack was very, very happy, and we went the next day um, for me to bring my son to school, um, and he wanted to bring his dog in, and we did, and I did pick him up the afternoon, um, and I abruptly got a call the next day saying dogs are not allowed on school property. Um, and I said, it's a service dog for my son, and they said, no, dogs are not allowed on school property. So that started the initial challenge that I had with the school. Um, finally, in June of that year, so back up two years, um, they agreed that, yes, he could um, come on school property if the parent were invited to attend a school function or if um, 
Jack was participating in something at school um, that I could bring his dog there for him. In the meantime, they offered an accommodation of me going to visit with my son and his dog every day at lunch uh, so he could spend a little bit of time with his dog um, to help him through the afternoon. So that is how it started. That was my first experience with the service dog at the school level. Um, in <clears throat> so I, I, made, uh, I went public with that issue because that was extremely wrong, that it wasn't even allowed. It could go to the Catholic Church next door. It could go everywhere else, but it could not go into the school. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. So um, moving forward, we went uh, in September of 17. At this point, Jack had had his dog for about a year and a half, and he um, had passed the public access test so he could be the handler of his own dog. At that time, uh, the fees were going through a human rights uh, case as well for their son with his dog, and I uh, wanted to wait for the ruling on the human rights case. Um, so I just let it ride, and in September of 17, I formally requested that my son have his service dog with him at school all day. He was the handler, and that started the meetings back and forth, back and forth, four doctors, notes, multiple, multiple meetings, um, to in May of 2000. Uh, let's see here, 18. Well, um, I think that the, there's no question it's been a long process, but let me ask yes, you this. Yes. I mean, it's it's hard enough as a parent in this province if you're a parent of, a, on, of an autistic child. The challenges are enormous. The costs are enormous. The stress is enormous for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Without that dog, does Jack mm-hmm. fall further and further behind? Yes, he does. He was not at grade level um, in all areas of the curriculum. He... In- Past school year at his school, he had missed 55 mental health days, sick days. He had not been arriving at school on time. He, you know, he's a growing boy. I can't physically carry him to school, so he was missing approximately 15 to 20 minutes every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had no EA support. Um, and yeah, so he was falling further and further behind. Um, you know, very his mental health state was very bad. Um, and yeah, it, there was nothing that, um, you know, there was no end in sight, let's say for a very long time. Amy, let me bring you into this conversation because really the whole reason you went into politics, because you went through this very issue, your son also has autism, also had, uh, has a service dog who I've had the pleasure of meeting, but again, the board kept that dog out. And so you had to fight and fight. And that's really why I think you got into politics was to help others in this in this fight but i don't understand why in 2018 we are still fighting this when service animals help the blind help all sorts of people with with issues so what is it in this particular board that they won't bend and and try to accommodate so what i've seen from the parents that i've talked to and from obviously our own situation and then other families and there are a few other boards in the province where there has been issues as well is it's the school boards trying to determine whether or not the child actually needs the dog in the classroom rather than trying to figure out how the dog will support the child within the scopes of their IEP or their IPRC in the classroom. So what 
will Bill 48, because this is a big deal, and as soon as I saw the introduction of Bill 48, I thought, okay, here we go. Finally, we're seeing some supports for parents and families of those uh, with autism. How would Bill 48 work? So what it essentially does is it uh, would amend if it passes the Education Act and then give the education minister the opportunity to put um, policies or guidelines in place around the use of service animals in schools. And then it would be up to individual boards still to come up with their policies, but they would have to um, fall in line with the guides and policies that she recommends. Um, So at this point, it is, you know, we hope the legislation gets through and then the policy and guidelines come forward. But um, it is part of the consultation process that we're doing at ForTheParents.ca. So the general public and parents and students have the opportunity um, to give input into what they would like to see in those um, service animal guidelines. Because you had to really fight for Kenner. I mean, this was a long, long battle for you and your husband to make sure that, you know, his dog was able to be with him. And how is that now? Where is Kenner at now? So he's still in his school, but mm-hmm. um, his service animal is still at home during the day. Um, and he keeps asking about having a dog come in. So our last meeting with the school about um, having, he now has a dog named Lipman in mm-hmm. the classroom was last spring. Um, we are supposed to have a meeting uh, sometime now this month um, to continue that discussion. But it, again, it's always been the focus on around the need. Does he need the dog in the classroom when we have... Um, our last meeting, we had a psychologist who was in the meeting with us, um, who's Kenner's psychologist, talking about um, an additional diagnosis that he has of generalized anxiety disorder and how the service animal supports him in not only dealing with autism, but dealing with anxiety as yeah. well, and how she felt it would be best for him to have that dog in the classroom. And still the board is focused on determining that need. Yeah, well, Don, I got to be honest. This just uh, it, it blows my mind that the bureaucracy fights and fights and fights against those uh, dealing with this, and and yet all these years later, we're not moving forward, uh, and they keep fighting this. Uh, Donna, where is Jack at? I mean, I've only got a, about a minute and a half left, but you know, wh- where is this fight for you then going? I think Bill Forty Eight will come in and hopefully make those changes, but right now you're in a holding pattern with Jack. Is he in school? Well, ironically, um, Jack had a, uh, they finally conceded to a one-month trial in the spring of this past year, um, and they set four areas for success. This was after four doctors' letters of recommendation uh, of speaking to his pediatrician. The the superintendent spoke with his pediatrician. Um, They agreed to a a four-week trial. They set four areas for success. After the four-week trial, we met the areas of success. Uh, he was on time every day. Um, he did not miss any days for mental health. Um, he did not get sent out of the classroom at once during mm-hmm. that one-month period. Um, but he did not improve in his academia right. um, in class, so they said it wasn't successful, that he did not need the dog in school to succeed. So during the summer, we made a family decision to move out of the Catholic, or sorry, out of the Waterloo Wellington area. I proceeded to interview both schools in the new area that I'm in now, Blue Water District, and uh, was told at the Catholic or the separate board that um, they have a policy that would need to be held or, you know, viewed. Um, And I went next door to the public board and they said, yes, they have a policy, but, um, you know, he has a disability. Mm-hmm. He has a service dog for his disability, um, and they could see no reason why the service dog could not attend. We've had a meeting yeah. three weeks ago 
um, it was supposed he's supposed to start attending now, but unfortunately, the Alliance Foundation um, they're currently booked, so we're just trying to get the scheduling in now for assemblies and things that they do yeah. the protocol. Um, so that's what happened to me. Yeah, well. <laughs> I wish I had more time. I don't. But uh, what I think is very, very clear is the number of hoops you have to jump through and only to find a closed door on the other side of that. So we'll see what happens. And I'm, I will follow up with you uh, when we get more, I guess, um, on Bill 48. But I do hope this is a game changer for this particular area. I thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. That is uh, Donna Baldwin joining me and Amy Fee. And, um, you know, you listen to their stories. we got people who take peacocks as um, as an- service animals, squirrels. And, you know, these people are allowed to take them to help their anxieties. And a, and a number of kids in Ontario with autism can't take a service dog. I mean, could you imagine saying no to a blind child or a child with epilepsy that they can't take that animal? Um, I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting kids who have these service animals, and they are really, they, they change their lives. And uh, yet here we go again. I really hope that Bill 48 is a start of more support for these families. It's just appalling. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.